0: matters ain't a simple pattern, we need to have a central chatter, food for thought, grab a platter, my mental ain't for rental, I'm a central man, it's simple, I'm a ripple in the rip though, I don't want to sick my ship so, gotta know your mental, black life is hard, I don't resent though, feelings really real, we should present those, talk about it, you should know your mental matters, your mental matters, mental matters, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: drill Yes. What up though? What up though? We are back for episode 82 yes 82 it's a long time Mm. child listen (laughs) i think we make 22 we have made it to episode 82 (laughs) of the mental matters (laughs) podcast still here redefining man up properly for the culture discussing all things that comes to black men our self-care our manhood and most importantly the jerk of the chickens absolutely I am here with my favorite brother Jarell your boy Rich also known as my fake alter ego as Rich Loves Kicks because why because I do and I am here with a man just like a great kindred spirit like this guy like we'll get into that in a second but you know what I'm saying uh, I'm just happy to be here the forecast literally hit the D with like 84 plus today. Mm-hmm. And um, if you know, you know, if you don't, you got some homework to do. Um. So, yeah, I'm just happy and blessed to be here. So today for this episode, we have one of my favorite Mr. Black Boy Joy advocates, uh, Mr. Curtis Rose, ladies and gentlemen. What up, though?
0: What up, Doe? Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I appreciate both of y'all. Um, I love everything that you guys got going on, everything that you guys stand for. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm thankful, you know, life is beautiful. And I think this is such a great platform. So thank you. Thank you. Man, that's... Big thank you.
1: (laughs) I think we just cut it right there. I I don't
0: even expect that. That's
1: what's (laughs) up, man. Like, you know, you never know who's who's peeping you out, who's watching you in the streets. That's why I try to make sure that I stay on my P's and Q's and, mm-hmm. and Jarrell keeps me honest. And so <laughs> I always want to figure out, you know, how can we bring more of the culture to the same space to talk about mental health, mental wellness, and most importantly, just overall, how do we get as Black men to Black boys, George? But before we get into all those great things, I see mm-hmm. one of my favorite childhood emblems. <laughs> and I was just telling y'all that I actually need that logo right here tatted somewhere. Mm-hmm. I haven't figured out the spot yet, but that with it. needs to be a part of my life. Come on with it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, Dragon Ball Z was an integral part of me getting home Throwing my book <laughs> bag in the corner, making that turkey sandwich and throwing some uh some Miracle Whip on that thing, and just sitting down and watching Dragon Ball Z. So, um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you first and foremost, even though this is kind of like I know
0: you'd be in these musical spaces. Do you have a Dragon Ball do rag? Unfortunately, no. Cause, uh, uh. yeah. Well, for the longest you know you already know i had uh I had locks on my head for the longest, and up until last year um at the beginning of this year, I cut my locks off, and now I got this big fro, so you know um mm. once i once I'm in the wave format maybe maybe when I'm like thirty years old or you know who knows oh. five years from now, oh. I don't know oh, but no. I, I haven't gotten to the do rag element of my myself, but yeah. Um, I should just get one for the culture. What do you yes. think? I don't know. That's the only thing I was
1: thinking of. The fact that first off, I think I was on Instagram one day. Um, for those that I know, make sure y'all follow Curtis Roach at Curtis2 Trill
0: oh, was thank you.
1: on Instagram, and I saw this like multicolored fro, and I was like, wait, he cut his locks? Come on, man. <laughs> like I was so I feel like I cut my locks I actually had a nightmare I actually had a nightmare one night that like I was doing so I think I was getting my locks retwisted or interlocked and mm-hmm. some barber was just like you know playing games and just like had the shaky hand with clippers like three chairs away and just went and cut my locks out and I was like I woke up like oh my god no hey wait 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 uh, uh. They still there. Cool. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> Listen, ah. it was trauma. That's why I didn't talk about it. You know, you you know us, man. We don't talk about our trauma, but here yeah. we are talking about our trauma. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk about all the things with you, bro. I'm very excited to be here with you. Um, but first and foremost, before we get into our normal run of show, if you will, I want to know. The people want to know. In case they, for whatever reason, just been under a rock somewhere who is Curtis where are you from and how in the world did you get to become this like I would say a music phenom especially out of the city but you out here making waves bro and I love it
0: uh thank you well um I am I am a 22 about to be 23 on Saturday I don't what? know when this episode comes out but may 14th 1999 um Mm. i am a musician influencer um music lover from detroit michigan and uh you know i've been at it since i was like 15 seriously but like i've loved music my whole life um big hip-hop head you know hip-hop historian if you if you will you know i don't know Mm -hmm. I'm over here stumbling over my words when it comes down to this question, because it's just like, um, you know, at the end of it all, like I just love music and um, I love I love my cat. I love telling stories and the human experience in general. But like, yeah, overall, I can say like, you know, hip hop is the love of my life. And music is the love of my life. So this is this is like my purpose, you know, like I, I'm thankful that I found a, a part of my purpose. It's not like my whole thing. Like I'm at a point in my life now, just turning twenty three where I'm like still like finding new things and getting into new things. But yeah, overall I'm a musician. Yeah.
1: Mm. Well, mu- music is literally a mood setter. It can literally it can literally bring you from down here where you may be at. It can get you way up here in the matter of like eight bars. So, like, <laughs> right. You know, and I know you know a little something about bars. I ain't got to tell you. I ain't got no bars. But um first and foremost, happy birthday. I think that um we usually post episodes every other Monday. But listen, it's your birthday wish. You want this to come out Friday, tomorrow? I'll get the mix in the night. We'll make this happen <laughs> in time to celebrate your birthday, brother. That's how dedicated we are here at the Mental Matters uh, Podcast.
0: Thank you so much. I, I mean, no rush on you.
1: you know. Oh, no. Nah, it's <laughs> like I just got to literally like sit down and do it. But anyway, bet. So Detroit born and raised is what I think I heard. Yep. Now, the key question is
0: did you grow up on the west side or the east side? I am a west side person. Okay. For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold up. Some... I'm getting a call. My bad. Can you? Did my thing go out? My bad. Nah, just your picture. Okay. You good, bro. <laughs> you good. Yeah. So, From the west side, um, specifically West Warren and Granville. Mm. And, um, on my, like, my, my parents divorced, so, like, my dad stayed over there, and then my mom, she was moving around a lot, but, um, I claimed West Warren all day, exit eight, um, that is, like, where a lot of my memories come from, and then my mom, after she, like, start she, like, stopped moving around for a second, she was in, like, um, she was on, like, the Dearborn side for a second and then she uh, moved out to Midtown and then there was like a gentrification thing in my like high school career and then um, like where she had to move out which was like very sad but not gonna get too much into that but then um, then when I moved out when I was 19 I was in Woodbridge so I got a little bit of Mm some some ties in Woodbridge on my own and now I'm in Corktown. So um but yeah like I was raised specifically in West Warren. So yeah West West Side. You know <laughs> that's actually crazy.
1: So I grew up near East Warren, like the polar opposite oh, on the okay. East Side, right there at Mac. Uh, East Warren, Mack, Altar Road area, Morningside neighborhood proper, um, basically my whole childhood. And then from there, like you said, the moving sweepstakes just began. I was like, mm-hmm. moving to Osborne neighborhood, and I was over by Denby, and I was over, like, mm-hmm. we're going to get you out of here. We're going to take you to Air, a.k.a. Farmington. And then I kept coming <laughs> back to the city because I was like, no, nah, I don't like that. we yeah. It's like that uh, It's like that Drake meme. You know, when it's like,
2: yeah you know what
1: I'm saying yeah it's like that so you know it's something about the city man you just you can move anybody out of the city Detroit but it goes with you everywhere you go so that's the beautiful thing about it
0: Mm -hmm. so
1: so high school where'd you go to high school
0: um so my high school career uh where I graduated was Cass Tech uh okay. the last the last two years of my high school was at cast Tech and then the first two years was at dearborn mm. um but I feel like a a lot of my where I found myself was at cast so i um I really appreciate everybody all the teachers, all the students that I was around um from cast Tech because like I learned so much and I felt so accepted like I feel like High school is such a weird time in general, but like, uh, you know, when I got to cast, I felt like there was um, a lot of identity things that I came to grips with where I was just like, I'm here. Like even, even when it came down to music, because I started making music at Dearborn, but it was like a thing where it was like, uh, yeah, everybody got a mixtape in their bio. Everybody got this, that, and the third or you know there was somebody else who had like their parents had money, so they like had this glamorous thing that they could like portray for people, so it was like, well, this guy he got he got a charger already. you don't you know this is you know so when i got to when I got to cast, it was all like everything was based off of skill, everything was based off of like what you brought to the table, the authenticity. And so when I got there, everybody was just like, "Oh, I see you, bro! Like I see you." And that's the that's the that's the thing that was so important to me. It was like, "I see you," you know. So, um, yeah, Cast Tech CT Stand Up 2017. That was when I graduated. Hey, um, I'm 2009. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there yeah, we go. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, see <laughs> I see you. I see you. I see you. That's all so, love.
0: Yeah, yeah. I loved it. And my mom graduated from Cass as well. She was um mm. class of ninety-four. Okay. Um, so it was also like a it was a big thing for our family. Where it was like, oh, we're the same, you know, same mm-hmm. school. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Big facts. Yeah. Dope. It's funny because yeah. my mom actually graduated from Cass, but she ain't let me go there. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Cass is like a uh, like
3: Detroit like HBCU. If right, right. oh my it. gosh oh my
1: gosh <laughs> if y'all Man. have ever seen or been to or heard about has versus king football game or basketball game you know how absolutely i'm going to say outrageous it can be so yeah it can we'll get intense that. we'll yeah. leave that right there where it is for sure for sure um so Jeez. yeah exactly so before we get into the nuts and bolts of why we're here, we always ask all of our esteemed colleagues to to officially jump you into the mental matters, community, for lack of better words.
0: Um, why does your mental matter to you, bro? Well, I think it's um, a lot of things. Um, I think that, for one, like, your mental is, like, the most important component of, like, everything, you know? Like, you can't really do much if your mental isn't on tact, you know? it's like any type of muscle in your body. Like if you want to be strong, your mental comes first with a lot of things, you know, if you, if you got like a, if there's something you want to overcome, um, a lot of, a lot of what you're thinking is the first thing that comes to mind, you know? I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to like put it into great words, but it's like, your mind your mind is so important with a lot of things you know Mm -hmm. um if if you if you got the confidence factor of anything is all in your mind when it comes down to believing in yourself is all in your mind uh when it comes down to even putting the idea out there first you think about these ideas it's it's your mind so it's like that thing is really important and if you front on that, it's not going to work out in the end. You know, if you if you are just lying to yourself, your mind is still going to be like, well, you're you lying. I know that you're lying. You could front to these people, but mm-hmm. we know. I, me and you know. Me and you. And me and you is you and your mind. So, like, that, that muscle is important. As long as you are keeping on top of that, you know, there's a lot you can go forward with. But if you aren't keeping on top of it, um, it's it's only going to limit you. And uh, I've been saying this a lot lately, like, um, being in your own way is worse than somebody else being in your way. Like, for real, for real. Like, you you are like the the pilot of your own ship or plane, whatever metaphor you want to go with. But like, you are in control for the most part. But if you are out of control, that's when shit can go super left or super right. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm able to cross her. You cluster. are good. Okay. This, but,
1: this is the space, bro.
0: This is the space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, like that—that that is why a, a lot of things matter. Like um, your mental is like, it should be a priority over like working out or, you know, eating healthy, all that stuff like that. Like even the, the choice of eating healthy or working out comes from what you do with your mental. So it's like, it all makes sense. It ties in, you know, like a lot of people will talk about what, well, well, I need to do this. I need to resort to this. I need to, but they're not thinking about their mental at the end of the day. So like, Long story short, it's like your mental needs to be first with a lot of things, you know? Yeah, big facts. Big Truly. Fact. I, I, I often
1: equate this to this because it's come up a lot recently for me. So back in the day, we used to always hear the phrase, you can do whatever you put your mind to. Mm. And, <laughs> you know, it sounded like that whole cliche superhero thing, whatever. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but It like you mentioned earlier, Curtis, like it literally all starts right up here. So, like, yeah, for example, and I'm putting this out here on wax because (laughs) I feel like one of the best ways to make things happen, like this podcast almost four year over four years ago, you just gotta put it in the atmosphere and let the atmosphere do its mixing. You know what I'm saying? And so I literally was like, I want to run a 5K in 2022. I have not run a 5k since like 2014 in Mm -hmm. real life. So I'm like, what is my big ass going to do trying to run a 5k? I need some practice. I need training. I need X, Y, and Z. I don't need all the bells and whistles of like the NFL combine prep, but Mm -hmm. I got to get in the gym at least three to four times out of the week and just do something to build up my stamina, build up my endurance and get these legs Kick the dust off these kneecaps and really get going. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it literally all started right up here. Cause I was like, all right, am I in the right headspace to make it happen? Because right. I don't know if y'all have ever had this experience, but there can literally be a time where you were thinking about doing something or you're doing something else, and your mind is like, no. <laughs> and so you just lock up. You just like, you know what? Not today. I'm right. good. And so, yes, to all that to say, um, Jarrell, you can let me know if I'm crazy, but I think we can officially welcome this man into the community. Oh, for sure, for sure. Come (laughs) on in, bro. Have a seat. (laughs) Grab your snacks. Uh, Thank you. We are about to get into the things. Birdman hand rub. So, so, the whole premise of this episode is ultimately Black Boy Joy and how to not Let anything come between you and your joy. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, I was just giving a few last minute more streams because when I listen to music, I don't know if anyone's like this. I listen to it when it first comes out. I let all the people get their hype out because you know they're going to overhype, underhype, get a Facebook Think Pieces, spoiler alerts, Mm -hmm. get a favorite lyrics. And then they're just going to stop talking about it because they on to the next, you know, Drake album, something, whatever. Um, right. I like to give an honest, like, once through, just to, like, see what vibes that just hit me off rip. And then I'll listen to it again. Like, maybe I might do, like, a repeat that day. And then later I'll just put it down, bring it back. But mm-hmm. all that to say, if y'all have not streamed the Joy Tape, I want y'all to make sure that is y'all homework. The Joy Tape is definitely a vibe for me. Um, It's, in fact, the main reason that I think last year during the month of April, April is Stress Awareness Month. And I think that's what you may have been alluding to um, during some of our sharing of different facts about stress, things of that nature. We wanted to make sure that we talked about different songs that mention mental health, depression, and also stress. And the very first song that popped up was a song by you. (laughs) You Mm. know what I'm saying? And I was just like, yo, listen. When you stressed out, you literally be like, I ain't got nothing to talk about. I'm stressed Mm. out. Yeah. And that was like the chorus. I was like, oh, well, (laughs) I think you know what you're talking about. So I want to kind of get into just that part and i promise to tie it into black boy joy a little bit later because this whole thing is called the joy tape so Mm -hmm. first and foremost you said you've been really like loving music since like you was like 15 so you really got us especially the tiktok world the instagram facebook world with i don't know if you still got that table but I swear you was at your dining room table.
0: And I was on the floor, actually. I you was, was on, on the, the floor. floor? Yeah. Yeah. A so lot of people think I was at a table. Yeah.
1: It, 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 it just sounded like you had a lunch table with, like, you know, when you got your pencil. And you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's what it sounded like. But for those that don't know what I'm talking about, if any of y'all remember the sound bite that this whole pandemic started at, we was all bored in the house. Mm-hmm. And this dude literally turned it into a whole box. And eventually, mm-hmm. a song with Tiger. I was like, "Wait, mm-hmm. wait, who is this guy?" And I've just been streaming ever since. So let's let's go back. I hate to go back to the, such a trash time, but let let's go back to the like 2020, March 2020. What were you doing that mm-hmm. you just start like sitting down and just recording yourself doing this? Like, I, I want to know it get
0: inside your head of where you was at when you did this oh man I think uh so the the initial tiktok itself was a thing where I've always been a person that since I was a kid and was able to talk I was always making like little ditties I didn't know what I was doing when I was a kid, but now like over time, it was just a thing. Like I could be washing dishes. I could be like, you know, doing, just going out for a walk or, you know, something. And I just need to pass the time with like a small little ditty, like I'll freestyle a thing and board in the house was just, ex- that was an example of that um, specifically because um, I was like literally in the moment, you know what I'm saying, and um, it was way before the pandemic. It was like a week before, specifically, like exactly a week before. We probably were we were hearing about a virus going on overseas, but it wasn't a thing. Like we weren't. There was no speculation of oh, it's it's about to shut down. That was like a prime example of Curtis in his element making some type of ditty. So I was just sitting there and I'm a black kid. I've always been part of the hip hop scene and, you know, bumping your hand on the table is no stranger to what I do. Um, And just, I put it out and I didn't think of it. In fact, I had like a, a TikTok that I put out probably like a day afterwards that I thought in my head was about to pop. I was about, it was about to be the, yo, this about to go dumb, but it didn't go. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, where are all these notifications coming from? This is what's happening. Boom. Um, and everything just kind of aligned and boarding in the house happened. And, you know, you could ask me more questions on that, but like, that was really the story behind it. It was really like just a divine timing kind of thing
1: listen, this this guy was ahead of his time and didn't even know. He was ahead of his time, folks. Like, that literally became, like, the song of the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? And, like, who would have thought that it had nothing to do with coronavirus? Like, it had absolutely nothing. This guy was just literally just sitting there, having the diddy-bop moment, and next thing, you know, boom. Like, uh-huh. we got, like, a, a song that was, like, climbing charts and going crazy, and and then, mm-hmm. so explain the Tiger part because not not to say that you weren't great, you know what I'm saying? Because I love your music personally, but like, how did Tiger get into it? Like, did he hear to see the TikTok? It was like that should be a song. Like, what
0: happened? Um, yeah, I mean, was not to get too crazy into detail because you know it was just it was just so fast, but um, it was really a thing where this stuff everything shut down and then like everything started blowing up like my phone was looking like the national debt collector (laughs) where it's just like I couldn't keep up with anything you know in a viral moment you know I've had things I've had videos before that like kind of go crazy like I've I've you know on TikTok some people experience like you know a a couple viral moments but like this was like an actual viral moment that you just can't even like you gotta put your phone down because it's so damn overwhelming but the tiger moment was um he had put it on his tiktok at first and then he put it on his instagram page he like reposted the same thing with my sound and then i started seeing like all my favorite like double xl complex magazine all these like big magazines that i've been working my whole life to try and get on Mm -hmm. and they were like reposting it like yo tiger got a new song and i was like yo this is no like wait a minute this is we gotta correct this Mm -hmm. so i'm over here like trying to get my friends to like you know correct it i'm like yo tell him tag me please like please, because like, I don't want to have this like go over everybody's head where it's like, they think it's just that and it's not this. So finally, um, after like, maybe it, it took like, I don't know, 12 to 24 hours of that. He like DM me and he was like, yo, um, I heard that you make music and we should just turn this into a song. And in the process, in the process of that, to make it even more overwhelming. There was other people like, yo, you should make this a song. And there was like my producer homies that were like sending me beats that were kind of emulating what I did on TikTok, but they were like adding random shit, like guitars and random, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) things that didn't need to be in the song. He was like, we should make this a song. My producer just remade what you did on that floor. Let's just do it he sent over the beat thinking probably I think he was probably thinking like um just do the the hook and I'll just throw a verse but I was like no I'm gonna do you one better I'm gonna give you a verse and the hook and I'm gonna do a little something something which is the like the little whisper (laughs) part absolutely and I think still to this day, some people think like that whole song is just tiger, which I'm fine with, whatever I still get paid for. Nah, nah. I am not fine with that. Put some respect on put some respect on my motherfucking name. But that part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's pretty much the story. It all happened really fast. Um and then like probably like later on that week, or you know, I don't know how I like now looking back on it, it's like I can close my eyes and like smell the time now because it was just wow. like so crazy. <laughs> but um yeah, like it it happened so fast. Like we was like, okay, uh now we're gonna do a bunch of interviews. I was on MTV, I was on this, that, and the third. And I was just overall thankful because what the moment was, you know, a lot of people to this day, like even celebrities, will be like, yo, board in the house was my first. TikTok ever like the reason why I'm on TikTok now is because of the board in the house moment people were inside during this pandemic which was like if we really 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 being real was a very scary time for everybody we were all terrified like what is even going on like we weren't even but everybody was like this is a moment where I can have fun in the house. I can connect with my family. I can dance. I can still enjoy life. And I was just so thankful because, you know, as a musician, like, and truly, I consider myself a musician before anything because I was not on TikTok for the longest. Like, before boarding the house, I was on TikTok for maybe like five months, four months. I don't know. But like. Better I didn't have a TikTok at all until like
1: 2021.
0: Hey, and look, you right on time. There's no better time. Hold up, hold up. Another person's calling me in a meeting. My bad. Uh, Can you see me? My bad. You're right there. So yeah, like my biggest thing with all that is like, yo, it's so dope because everybody is getting to connect with this moment. Everybody is having a chance to at least find some type of like joy out of this you know like of course we're all kind of fucking scared and shit but like this is a this is a a chance for somebody to find some type of light at the end of the tunnel you know um and and then like through that like you know just the fact that they can you know dance a little bit and it's something musical it's not like a Cause I was on TikTok doing like funny things. Like I was just posting like funny skits and shit, but like the fact that this was the thing that popped and it was something musical in a rhythm, and a, a synergy, a vibration of some sort. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, so thankful for this, you know? Because... And uh, yeah, to this day, I'm still like, some people be like, are you tired of boarding the house? Cause there's some people in my comments. that's like, just do boarding the house. And it's like, Uh, No, I know know that you want me to do board in the house, but it's like, I'm still, I'm so thankful that even people know me for that, you know, because it's just like, hey, that's what you connected with, you know? So, yeah, I can't, I can't even complain, you know? Not at all. And I think the beautiful thing that people just
1: must realize is that I can only talk about the culture. So that's what I'm going to talk about right in this very moment. Music has literally gotten Black people through some of the best times of our lives and the scariest times of our lives. Good. With one of the two of those scary moments being the COVID 19 pandemic, the beginning,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and slavery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And every other major, like high and low of like African American culture in between them. It was always some form of music that literally Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, life is very trash right now. But at Mm -hmm. least I got Billie Holiday or at least Mm -hmm. I got, Mm -hmm. you know, in 2020, at least we got this board in the house. And always Mm -hmm. the song. And so, like, you played a very important part personally because, you know, what else was you doing in March and April of 2020? You was mm. literally what in the house scrolling <laughs> on social media, and you go through the reels, and you was just like, "Yeah, I, yeah. I'm poor. I'm poor in the house, <laughs> are You poor enough We was all literally <laughs> in the house, and the only thing that can happen, it's like when you play music on the radio over and over and over again. It's kind of what it was, but it was actually good music, not some of the crap that's out now. But anyway. Not getting to that. Um, <laughs> positive vibes only. Um, so you did a very important thing, and I just want to thank you for it because you uh, know, to me, that was my introduction to your catalog. And you know, it was just like, okay, uh, what else you got out? Let's go back yeah. and listen. And so I want to fast forward because black boy joy is at the core of everything we do. As you can tell, that literally brought me some joy just remembering the good part at the beginning whatever that was outside it's crazy um let's fast forward to 2021 at least that's when this is dated it almost made to 2022 but in 2021 you release the joy tape and so i thought that this was um quite frankly i mean this is probably one of mine you look at my most recently played you got j cole you got the internet you got some because I'm a gangster at the gym, you got G unit, and then <laughs> you also have the joy tape. And so, I want to kind of get into that in terms of this. Um, what was your inspiration for the
0: project? Like, let's just jump right in. Um, well, I think the the biggest question that started it all off was um, it was from my girl, and she was like, uh, she kind of well, she was just like. It was, like, a day where I was, like, very stressed out and, you know, not to, like, put, you know, just, like, play on words. But, like, it was a thing where I was so in my head from all the social media and stuff like that. And um, it was, like, I hope you experience joy today. Like, she told me that. And also, it was, like, that started thinking, like, oh, damn, I, I don't even, like. I've never heard somebody say that to me. And then on top of that, it was like, well, what brings me joy? And the biggest question was like, what brings anybody joy, you know? And um, like, I feel like joy is greater than happiness. Like happiness is something that a lot of people go for But like, I feel like joy is the ultimate thing that we are really searching for, you know? Right. And so... um. Like, on some real transparent shit, like, after boarding the house, like, I went through a real dark period in my life because, like, I was so distracted from the music. Like, I was thankful, but at the same time, it was something where, like, shit was starting to blow up. Like, brands were hitting me up. It was, like, every day I had, like, five to seven different tasks where it was, like, yo, this brand wants you to turn in this video this that and the third and of course everything was making me money and you know um you know it was still getting me exposure but at the same time it was just like damn this is like really taking me away from what I really want to do in life um which is music and so it took me like it took me like telling my manager like yo can I, can I just like take some time to really just like go up north and figure some shit out and like, you know, just write something that is really true to me? And that's why like the first single is stressed out because like, of course, the, the, the album is called Joy Tape, but the album itself has all these elements of like different emotions because like you, like life isn't just one thing. It's not just uh, a thing where you just are happy all the time. It's not a thing. Hopefully, you're not sad all the time. But like, it's easy to be fucking depressed all the time. But like, the main goal is to find some type of like happiness or joy in life. And I think my biggest thing, and I like, I really, I took time with this. Like, you know, the board in the house thing was March 2020. And this didn't come out until November of twenty twenty one because I really had to find something within myself. I had to ask myself these questions, like I had to really take these emotions out of myself and really like put it into a musical form because like I want people to know like, yeah, just because you' getting money or just because you got these things going on, it's not really gonna change the fact that you still gotta search for joy. You still gotta you still gotta put your mental health first. You still gotta um go through the motions in order to get to a a better place. You know, like it's like realistically, um you know I could front as much as possible like, yo, get this money, get them jewels up, you know what I'm saying? But that's not, it's not really gonna serve you at the end of the day. And Um, for me, the joy tape, like, I think it's one of those projects where it's like, you gonna like, I'm, I'm always gonna look back and be like, damn, I'm really proud of myself for even making that because it was something so honest to me. And I'm glad that like the first few, um, even like, there's like three songs where I'm talking about money, but I'm talking about money in three different ways. Like there's, uh, like financial literacy type of vibe there's a one where it's just kind of like i'm a little bit boasting just but it's like more of like having confidence in myself and then there's another one where it's just like it's just like it's okay to um kind of just like put yourself first in in certain ways where it's like hey you know enjoy life spend money, treat yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like those were the three songs where it's like, okay. But then you got songs like stressed out where it's like, Hey, I had to go through some dark shit in order to get to a light place where it's like that, that last verse was like, um, man, I'm stressed out, but I got to keep it level-headed learning how to play my role. I'm gonna have to chase my goals. I won't stop till I play. The- and so it's like a thing where it's like, damn, there's a lot of people that's really like waiting for me to fucking tank and like give up. But I'm gonna fucking do my best to lift myself up because at the end of the day, you have yourself. There's no, not, there's gonna be a few people that's gonna be your mentor, but then there's, there's people that's like, you just gonna have your moments where you're to yourself you know so how do you fucking motivate yourself and then you got your intro and outro the intro is really you're asking joy what does it mean to you is it money fortune fame glamour and gleam to you is it this that and like you have to ask yourself like at the end of the day like I can't tell you what brings you joy to you it might be anime to this person it might be looking at cat videos on the internet it might be you know going out for a walk it might be just fucking for some people it's like uh going to the strip club or yeah I don't know or shoes or yeah that's the thing like but it's all kind of like there's no definite version of joy so it was like the first thing was asking what brings me joy how do I get to this point so I can like deliver it to the people um so yeah uh I I, I kind of got a little.
1: Nah, this is yeah. perfect. This is perfect. We want to <laughs> we want to hear the real rhyme and reasoning, bro. You hit it around the right, hit the nail around the coffin. Um, yeah. you know the the biggest thing is that, and you said this. I've heard many people say it, but they don't really embody it. You have to find your own joy. You have to find your own happiness. Right. No one else is responsible for that. Period. But you. And whatever Mm -hmm. you must do to get to that, whether it be maybe you got to cut, maybe you got to cuss that one person up. (sighs) blocking you from that happiness? You have to let them go out of your life for a period of time. I had to do that. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's you need to go up north. Listen, if you live in Michigan, going up north is like going to a whole different state.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So there's that, you know, maybe it's, you know, like you said in the course, ain't shit to talk about, you <laughs> I'm stressed out. You know, it's so not you gotta you gotta find a way to separate yourself and get back to your own version of what happiness looks like for you. And mm-hmm. so I just want to first and foremost commend you, bro, because suicide is real, it is, and a lot of people don't have that discipline or that ability to be able to jump out of that darkness and find their happiness and so this joy tape to me is like one you found your joy two you shared it with the world and three it's a testament of the fact that you literally took it a situation that you said was a dark moment in your life from everything going on with COVID with um, racial injustice with Laura knows we was all scared if Donald Trump was going to get a second term were going through i know i was at least going through those things and i had to in 2020 listen like you i was like listen i think i remember telling the this. i was like i need to wear a therapist (laughs) you know like
0: right
1: for my 20 from my birthday in 2020 i was about to say my 21st birthday i'm lying um (laughs) i legit reached out and found a therapist for my birthday that year um and after I did that and started attending sessions, things of that nature, I found the joy just in simply existing because in COVID, we had nothing, but the sun from your front porch and you was caught dangling in them streets. You had cops I didn't even know what the laws was going to be trying to stop you and stop you from getting that joy. So it was literally the sun rays beaming upon my forehead that brought me joy. And from that moment and that therapy I went to. Listen, I can advocate like you. Find your joy.
0: Surely. surely. Let it find
1: you. But surely. whatever it takes, um, get to that. And I, I remember telling somebody this a couple of days ago. Um, somebody was asking about, you know, how do you stay positive and avoid bad people in your life, things of that nature. So Let's do a quick activity before we get to the rest of this episode. Let's think about drawing a circle. Okay, let's draw a small circle. draw a little small circle. Real easy to draw, right? Mm -hmm. Not that many curves, it's not shaky. You ain't got to focus, it's like, boom. You can probably do it in less than than half a second. It's really easy. It's good, it looks great, it looks amazing. Now, if you take that same pencil and paper, you draw a big old circle mm-hmm. it takes time to draw that circle it takes a lot of concentration to make sure it look right mm-hmm. and i think of those circles that you literally draw and i think about the circle of people i have around me mm-hmm. it's real easy to maintain a small circle and it's real difficult to maintain a large circle mm-hmm. To get true happiness, you don't feel like making a big old circle. We'll make that mm-hmm. nice little small circle. The joy you actually have in maintaining that circle probably brings you the most joy. And you know, you're 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 comfortable in that space. It's not to say you shouldn't grow, but sometimes you need to know where you're comfortable at. So you can, all right. This is this is how big I can make it without being too outrageous, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, listen kudos to you again the joy tape is streaming wherever you stream your things i mm-hmm. had it literally on repeat like all day because i wanted to make sure i was like i don't like to you know i was telling jerelle this too i don't like to just simply pick what the mainstream song is as a favorite song mm-hmm. i want to give everything it's listen to truly dig in and say you know what hmm Maybe that's not my favorite song, you know. Mm-hmm. I love tea. In fact, the tea I just had in here was rose hips. You have a song here called Rose Tea. I was like, oh, listen, it's a vibe. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So,
0: yeah. and that was an important, one. Yeah.
1: Why was that one important?
0: Well, um, well, I feel like if you look at the the tape itself, the first half from the intro, if you like exclude the intro, because the intro is its own thing, I think. Yep. Um, but like from after the intro all the way to the Beach Bum interlude, a little bit before that, it's like I'm kind of getting out all the emotions. Like I go through like the, the mad, stressed out, this, that, and the third. Like I'm really just like getting it all out. And then once I get to Beach Bum, that's really, like, the that's the character of, like, what the joy tape comes from. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really was me. Most of the joy tape was written on the beach. I was, like, had nice nice little drinky drink on hand. And I was, you know, <laughs> smoking a little something-something. And I was just kind of, like, finding something to, like, really catch the vibe. And then it goes to You Thought, I think i'm 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 kind of like blurry with the the I order of it i got you so it's
1: funny because you were saying it was getting all the stress and nonsense out of the way inventing, and, and the very first song after joy is stemmy so you was tired of people talking about they dang on stemmy's
0: i see what's going on here bro yeah <laughs> well but, um, yeah bro. enjoy and, and stemmy was like a you know generational wealth like just trying to get that out there you know what i'm saying like if we're gonna get this money Let's fucking be smart with our money, and let's fucking you know come up because you know not, nobody is gonna think for us except for us. You That's know, it. like that was my biggest thing. It wasn't like I'm frustrated with anything, but it was just like, a, yeah, let's let's come up. You know, if we get this money, let's let's all let's, get this money together. Yeah,
1: let's use this stimulus for something positive, not just them, them them crab boils with the with the unclean <laughs> shrimp in it. Like that ain't that ain't how you spend a stimi, not okay? the stimulus, man. listen my my birthday my 30 (laughs) my 31st birthday yes that was 2020 i had been really wanting a a seafood boil and i was in the midst of binging hell's Mm. kitchen Mm. you see how this is going to go south in the midst of they were it was a couple episodes we talked about you have to clean the shrimp properly you only get points for every properly cleaned shrimp let me tell you, uh-huh. the person won the one that challenged because I seen so many poop sacks in my Ooh. shrimp on my birthday. So I was just sitting here like, do I clean the shrimp myself after it's been cooked? Do I just pray to God and just eat the shrimp? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do I just avoid the shrimp altogether? You know, how do you spend your birthday while you're still stuck in the house? Mm-hmm. And this is the, the, the one time that we honestly felt okay with picking up food because the mm-hmm. most of the pandemic the, the the height of it we was eating in the house we was cooking out listen mm. i thought i was little gordon ramsay the black version <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you couldn't tell me nothing but like <laughs> for my birthday i was like we're not gonna make it we're gonna order it and it was just a complete and utter letdown so, uh it's a lot of seafood spots that opened at the beginning of the pandemic that's closed now. Yeah. You can't clean yeah. shrimp, damn it. Anyway, um, so you start talking. It was, it goes stemmy. You start talking about some commas. You, you were talking about being
0: stressed out. You, you was calling somebody a thought. <laughs> and then you
1: jumped on the beach. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So you thought you, uh, well, I I know I, I worded it like that, but it really wasn't like you. But you thought. Like it, yeah, you thought. exactly so that was that was like my anger right there where it's like oh you thought you could try me and not get dumped on Thought that you could act hard-headed and not get dumped on thought Mm. the shit was sweet nah nigga stop the assumption so it's like it's like a very much like you know in a lot of these times you know it's just like Mm -hmm. it's like yo like a lot of people will even assume like even just off of what you think like we were just we started the episode with anime some people could look at you as soft you know you're not soft you are really you could really body slam a nigga if you wanted to but it's like bro like you know don't just assume or don't come off where it's like don't just like treat me like less than if if you got some type of thing where it's like this is for the kid that's like still in school getting bullied on or something like that or you know what i'm saying yeah, right. it's not and so it's just like, you know, like fucking don't play me. You know what I'm saying? We are we are all the same. If you if you look at each other in the same sense, then a life can be a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? You could come to a peace for yourself even. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so then it goes to Beach Bum where it's kind of like this relief in the middle of the tape and then it goes straight into Rose T, right? Right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah. And rose tea is all about love, but the chorus itself, and it comes from a real place for me because it's just like um, I've I dropped this tape right before, well the the project I dropped before the joy tape was Love Bug, and I noticed that I'm so good at writing love songs. Um, when it comes down to love, love is like the strongest element. In the universe, you know, like everything that we experience, we don't really realize it, but everything is really revolving around love. Like the way the atmosphere reacts to, you know, the way we breathe in the air, or you know, the water elements and the model all of this is very much love based. And, you know, when you see like like I just experienced um my cat had gave birth to four kittens. She, wow. all, she knew exactly what to do. like she knew that she needed to like wash their all the gunk off of them and like immediately start breastfeeding and these are things where it's like you don't have to tell the cat what to do. This is just off the love. they're gonna tap into it. So Rose T was like some of those things where it's just like it's representing the love and it's also representing my love for hip hop at the same time because like the chorus itself is um, a sample from a Slum Village song, Climax. And um, in the process of it, I got the the chance to clear the sample from the last living member of Slum Village. And as somebody from Detroit who loves Dilla, loves Slum Village, I was like so honored to even get that blessing because it's like, if he didn't give me that blessing, I would just like leave it off the tape. But I was like, Damn, this is an OG of mine that respects the fact that I respect the culture and respect the fact that you know I I took time to like actually think about my words and my lyrics and it's coming from a loving place. Like he knew he he told me that he he was like, "Yo, this is this is dope," you know, and um, I was like so 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 thankful that he even gave me the like the blessings to even do that but like rose tea is one of them joints that i'm like very proud to even put out because like it comes from a real place like if you look at all the verses and i if you notice i have three verses on that i put four fingers three verses on that motherfucker (laughs) i got two verses (laughs) 15 (laughs) verses on that motherfucker (laughs) but no um put three verses because I wanted to keep it hip hop, you know, all of my favorite hip hop songs got three verses and
1: Listen.
0: you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the shit where it's like, this is really like, it's a love song, but it's a love song to hip hop because hip hop has done so much for me. It's taken me so far in life and it's kept me going. And you want to talk about the joy tape, the real joy that I think, uh, like when I think about joy, I'm thinking about hip hop. I'm thinking about music. Music is bringing me joy. And so that song was like the, that was kind of the answer. If you're actually looking for, oh, well, what brings Curtis Rose joy? He was asking us what brings us joy. No, Rose Tea is the answer. You know what I'm saying? This is love, love. You know, it brings us all together for real. The reason why we, you know, reach out to our loved ones when, you know, times were going crazy um it's just love at the end of the day, you know? It, it warms your heart, you know? Because so yeah, roast tea is like my favorite joint, if anybody was to ask, you know? Ladies and gentlemen, roast tea <laughs> is... I'm sorry, I'm in, sorry I got... wrong nah, nah, You
1: said it, and I just want to emphasize, if you don't listen to no other track, which you should... Yeah on the the joint tape, Make sure you listen to Curtis's favorite song on the album, Rose D, ladies and gentlemen. It literally just paints a picture and this is why Detroit is so special. Um, The fact that you, one thing I appreciate is the fact that you respect, you know, we we often, when we talk about hip-hop, we talk about Detroit, you know, people always talk about like Eminem or like Mm -hmm. Big Shine. No diss to them. I love them equally in their own separate ways. But mm-hmm. to give respect to somebody like, you know, some of Detroit's own, like Slum Village or like a duelle or like, things of that nature, like that truly lets me know that you appreciate the culture. And I appreciate you for that because, you know, never forget, never forget these roots, man. Like, we are, we are, this may be a self proclamation, mm-hmm. but if it is, great. Mm hmm. We pride this podcast on making sure that we all know this podcast is one of the first podcasts in Detroit about black men and mental health all the same damn time. Mm. And so you gotta do your research (laughs) when you make those type of proclamations. If you're gonna give a love song to like the city of Detroit, if you're gonna give a love song to like Detroit hip-hop, like Detroit's mental health, and things of that nature, you have to point out and look at what's really from the city not one of those all oh so and so live here for like five minutes nah this is actually homegrown and made right here better made chips right here burners mm-hmm. right here like the cars nut company and all that right here you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. like you got to really look at when people say it's homegrown from Detroit I would like to. <laughs> it's like stuff that comes from StockX you got to make sure it's authenticated <laughs> 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 and, if, and if you know anything about that, we're gonna talk about that in a quick second, but only for a second because okay. I hope that stock Ex gets taken down. Get us back to authentic shoes from Nike. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, so again, I I think I asked you all the hard stuff. It's time to get into some decently fun things as we look to close. So. <laughs> <laughs> so every time we have a guest we want to give them a quick wild card just to kind of see what's on their mind and make sure we are talking to real people it's like it's like a uh, people authentication like when you check mm-hmm. out and you're trying to buy something it's like are you a robot or you're not a robot you check the box mm-hmm. we're checking the box ladies and gentlemen so That's i'm shit. going to start yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm going to start jarell's going to help me out we're going to get into this wild card thing. Right. And so I'm going to start, and I'm not even going to ask about dogs and cats because I think you choose cats over dogs. <laughs> but, you know, I love dogs. So um, <laughs> Apple or Android? Apple. Big ups. Blue messages only. Mm. Um. I don't know where you are in life, so I'm going to ask this. Hard liquor
0: or wine? Ooh, that's a really hard question. Um, can I give like a longer answer? We know you can, but I, I will <laughs> let
1: you do that because you are you. Okay, you are I'm a,
0: Okay, all right. Well, I'm gonna keep it short. But what? No, so, you're good. Okay. So, like in in high school, I did not drink at all. Like, I mean, I would I would smoke occasionally. Blah blah blah. But like, um, when I finally got out of high school. Um, I didn't know how to drink because I was, like, very scared of it. You know, there was, like, a lot of family things where it was just, like, I stay away from liquor because I don't want to be an alcoholic. But I, can I learned. To that. I right. That. But I was very on the rosé for a second. Mm. And then once I turned 21, um, I kind of grew up a little bit. And I was like, Hennessy. Uh, <laughs> you know you what I'm went, saying? I'm a Tupac you straight fan. Hood rat. You just went, I want him. Yeah. I'm a Tupac fan at the same time, but I was always hearing things where it's like, some people was like, yo, I get violent off the Hennessy. I'll be hitting up my exes and stuff like that. I do not relate at all. Like, I am the opposite. Like, I am literally the coolest nigga if I'm like off the Hennessy. Like, and my favorite drink because of this one song. Um, and y'all can look it up afterwards but um, it's by Mayor Hawthorne it's called Hennessy and Ginger Ale. that's like my mm. go to drink try it out but the, the song itself it goes like it never fails Henny and Ginger Ale. and I was like ooh that's a bop and so <laughs> that um, sounds
1: like Burners and Hennessy need to do a
0: commercial tomorrow <laughs> they need to um, but yeah like um, I, I have a good time and I don't I don't like getting too crazy. Like, I don't get, like, I don't like to be sloppy or anything off the, but I think, like, I'm very much a cognac drinker. Okay. Um, and if you they don't he his glass when he did that? Yeah, yeah, that? you got to smell it a little bit, you got,
1: <laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying, take it Dang. in. I like experiences Real when it repart- comes down <laughs> to
2: drinking. Yeah, <laughs> like, it.
0: I'm... I mean like I'm I'm a young dude, but at the same time I like being like an old soul when it comes down yes, to a lot sir. of these things. So like if they don't have Hennessy, Manhattan's or uh a old fashioned, that's like the that they call it the gentleman's drink. So yeah. Yeah, that's my long but short answer. <laughs> as
1: long as it's not mad dog, I'm cool. Anyway. Uh, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh let's see. Um Here's
0: a fun one: hip hop or R and B? Hip hop, but man, I love some R and B. Like I love R and B. Like, oh my gosh, it's that's mm. a hard ass question. Is like, a specific decade of R and B or just R and B all? And that's even harder. Like, that's a hard ass question because like 70s R and B. Mm -hmm. and 90s r&b are up there and then you throw in anita baker you talking about 80s r&b so it's just like listen listen when you said things that bring you joy it took everything inside
1: of me not to go you bring me joy it took everything not to go there and i was like nah let me have let me have this moment hey gonna go there
0: Look, if this was a Drink Champs episode, I would have to take a drink to that. I would have to take a shot to that because like, R&B exactly. is like... For one, a lot of my favorite hip-hop records are sampling R&B records. So it's like, I don't even know how to even feel about a lot of that shit. So it's like,
2: ooh, this is a
0: hard <laughs> question. But yeah, I, I got to keep it hip-hop. Hip-hop is the love of my life.
1: Hip-hop, you the love of my life. Hey. Mm-hmm. So... I'm gonna let Jarell get in here, but before I do, um, what is your favorite pair of shoes that you currently own?
0: Mm. Um, you guys are gonna think I'm super basic. Uh-
1: <laughs> what? No, sneakers is my sole pair. So, like, whatever. As long as you love these shoes, that's all that matters
0: to me. Uh, my favorite pair at the moment are these um, brown bands. Um My favorite color is brown at the moment. My favorite color changes like every five months, but like brown. Thank you. So great. Um, I can show you actually. I'm wearing them right now. But Absolutely. these joints, these, okay. they, they go with pretty much everything. Like black, brown, <laughs> white everything like all the neutrals kind of like are very fitting but uh yeah those are my these are my favorite honestly uh i wish i had some like some jordans if if we want to talk about jordans since i'm about to be 23 i should get a pair of jordans yes uh, please do
1: <laughs> i want to know i want you to hit me up when you get them i that's i'm that friend and gorilla tell you <laughs> i get excited when people get shoes that they absolutely love it's especially oh, I love that. By Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it's something about that guy on the screen. I should be like, "Hey, we did it!" Like, <laughs> well, <with laughs> what's
0: yours? What's yours? Real quick.
1: Because, like you said, when it comes to colors, um, it depends. I, my my favorite color just depends on how I'm feeling that day. So I'm glad you asked. So typically, we talk about our shoe things at the beginning of the episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I know Jarrell probably has a better story than me because this man, uh, (laughs) Jarrell shoots for shoes like every other week on average. (laughs) Are we? Am I lying? Uh, maybe once a month. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I'll talk about you later. So, one of the shoe pairs I'm most proud of right now is these Jordan Seven Sapphires. I was not going to buy these in real life I really wanted them but I maintain a budget I ain't big balling like Curtis Roach over here so I had to make sure that I financially like take care of my funds you know what I'm saying but a family member of mine was like if "Really, you want those shoes I'll give you your birthday present early I'll give you half towards them right now and I was like you know what they sitting on Snipes website let me get those so these are one of my favorites right now. I think uh last time we talked, Jarrell, I think we came to the point I had like 23 pairs of shoes. Yeah, gym idea. shoes that I absolutely love that I have yeah. and I collect and actually wear. Wow. I haven't worn them all yet. So take that. But um it just depends on my mood. I I, I start shoes and then I pick my outfit from there. So mm. that, that's kind of how it goes.
0: Yeah. Love that. Love that. What Sounds about true. you, Jira? No,
3: you are talking about the new? She was like, I think they were appear today. They came okay. out. Okay. When did they come out? The the, the 11? Today's is the Yesterday. <laughs> they came oh, out
2: yesterday. <laughs> 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 what do you mean when oh, they come out?
3: I-, I got these Jordan Sixes. Come um, on, nah. They're – I mean, the Sixes are the shoes that he won, what, like the- his second uh, NBA championship in, or the first one.
1: It came no, out what no, 19- no.
3: 1991 then. Yeah, so he, he- – when he beat the Lakers in 91, he wore the sixes. So No, when he got past the
1: Pistons, that's what happened. <laughs> he finally was able. We groomed him. Detroit groomed wow. after Jeffrey Jordan. I'm, remember that.
3: Like I, I like Jordans because of, like, not just because of, like, the colorways and, like, all of the, like, detail that goes into them, but also because of the history of them. So, I'm not just saying right. people just buy them because they're Jordans. It's, like, a specific numbers and specific colorways that, like, actually mean something. So, I'm I'm not that person who's just like oh four hundred dollars here take my money. I, I'm not that type of person. It actually, has to be like be a number or actual shoe that he wore that I liked or I saw as a kid, and then like now that I have a little bit of money to get him, I go grab him.
0: No, that's valid, and uh, I'm I'm like very glad that you guys have such a like love for it too. Like I would I would kind of be like looking at y'all weird if it was just like a thing where it's like, well, I just got them because. Uh, no, no. <laughs> hey,
1: if you know anything about me,
0: then people may
1: not know this as well. I literally can define a story behind every pair of gym shoes that I buy. You mm. know what I'm saying? I'm not one of those like sneaker heads that's just like, well, another weekend. Let's let's go get mm. these. Let's go get those. It's like no, 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 no. Right. I need to have a specific sentimental reason why I want those shoes. So I'm not just gonna spend money and just throw it away. Like that's. Mm -hmm. that's stupid like for example cool gray 11s never had a pair in my life (laughs) never get them as a kid you got tired of hearing you got some shoe money got tired of hearing that crap (laughs) and so in 2021 i was like i'm gonna have shoe money in 2021 watch i get these cool grades (laughs) you know what i'm saying so like
0: i respect it
1: it is truly my self-care um shoes and sneakers is truly my self-care and um I love to help other people get shoes. Not necessarily the whole resale thing. That gets crazy. But, hey, listen. Bro, if you are looking for some Jordans for your birthday, let me know the shoe size. I'll enter the Raffles for you so we can get you some shoes for your birthday. Let's make it happen, okay?
0: I appreciate you.
1: We're going to add to the Joy Tapes Volume 2. It's going to (laughs) be called 23s, okay? So, yeah. I was gonna say I think the last couple of questions that I had,
3: or as far as the give and go, um, I know you said hip hop, right? So I'm gonna branch off of that one. I guess it would be a hard question, so I I'll let you do like top three or your top three favorite like hip hop albums.
0: Fuck man, (laughs) yo, that's ridiculous. Okay um (laughs) can you like give me a basis like uh, are we are we talking like modern day or you know
3: like Uh, old school 90s okay so we'll say
0: 2004 okay well okay i'm gonna say college dropout okay college dropout Oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay, college dropout. Yeah man. Now I'm like thinking of all the Kanye albums because like college dropout is very important, but like late registration is like my favorite actually. Okay. So you know what? I'm I'm thinking too hard. Late registration, Carter three, and the blueprint of the 2000s then if you want to talk about like the current era to pimp a butterfly acid rap because the internet then um if you want to talk about 90s um the low-end theory by the a tribe called quest um yeah, that gets hard. Now it's getting fucking hard. <laughs> it's a lot hard. in the '90s. Yet. <laughs> I mean, it's it's already hard. Now it's just like, um, because I feel like I'm always offending the other great albums that come out. Um, uh, hmm. you know, because there's like in "Into the Thirty Six Chambers" by Wu Tang. Yep. Um, you got like you got like Nas, Biggie, all these things like that. We'll just we'll just say that. Uh, I love hip-hop at that point. But, yeah, these it gets real. It Like, you could talk... We could talk for hours about hip-hop, man. I swear. Um, But I will say, big up all the people that, like, laid down the foundation for real, for real. Like, big up. Big up.
3: So who would you say is your favorite hip-hop artist? Or which multiple ones have you just, like, have influenced
0: you, I guess? Um, Well, I'll say... The ones in the like modern day that really influenced me is like Childish Gambino, um, Tyler and Chance, and then like beyond that, like um, Kendrick, the just the the usual Kendrick, um, J Cole and and Drake, um, all these people I like really look to study from in the modern day, and when I was going back you know, MF Doom, Mm -hmm. um, Tribe Car Quest. I got Tribe Car Quest tatted on me. And actually I had a a moment the past weekend where um, somebody who knew Q-Tip like sent them my tattoo and he like actually loved it. And like to this day, I'm like, holy shit. Q-Tip actually (laughs) saw my tattoo. But um, without that that low-end theory album, I don't know where the fuck I would be at, um, or that that Wu Tang album. Um, I don't know exactly where I would be like that. I smoke on the mic like smoking Joe Frazier, the Hellraiser. Like I was just as a kid, I was just fucking blown, like blown away. Like what the. Fuck is this? What am I looking like? Even the skits alone, like I sew your asshole clothes and keep feeding you. I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is this nigga talking about? Listen, hip hop oh. in the 90s was definitely a time. It was like, whoa. Holy shit. Cause it was like they even in the 80s, like um, I actually have a story where like I saved up money to like buy an album and I had the option to get like a, a G unit record. Or this like random album that I saw from EPMD. I was like, hmm, I'm gonna get this EPMD album. And it was that, you got to chill, chill. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? And then I got introduced to like Slick Rick and all these things like that. So I was just very much one of those kids that just wanted to like really dive into something. And I was actually thankful for hip hop because like, um, it gave me some type of direction in life. Um, mm-hmm. So like when it comes down to um, my favorite artists, you know, I don't really have a favorite. I think if we want to talk about for real right now, Kendrick has me sweating at the palms for what he's about to drop tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like when he dropped that burst for Baby King, I literally, I couldn't, I couldn't think straight for like at least a month because I was just like, when he said that, man, fuck your album, burn that heart. I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Well, why am I rapping right now? What <laughs> what am I doing with my life right now? If he's gonna be rapping this good, like, and then what is he about to drop? And he's about to drop tomorrow. So and it's like the day before my birthday. I'm like, man, this is it's like your birthday, bro. <laughs> right. But like, uh yeah, like when it comes down to like favorites i'm very bad at that because i'm so like articulate with like how much i love certain things with even like i didn't i didn't give enough um women credit but like latifah mc light that yeah. that do my thing with the 89 swing the dopeness i write i guarantee delight like my my mom loves mc light um eve uh little kim you know uh even nikki's moment was like something that I know we all stopped to like witness. We were like, holy moly, who is this girl, this fly ass girl, like just killing the shit. Like even made Jay-Z kind of look bad, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like for a second, like as, Mm -hmm. as dope as Jay-Z is, Jay-Z definitely was like the underdog on that track because Nikki really shut the shit down on that one track. And we already know what I'm talking about. But like, um, yeah, you know, coming down to like even who's laying down the foundation right now, like Tierra Whack, Rhapsody, um, you know, the Cardis, the the uh, you know, oh I'm just like now I'm just like running amok now. But uh listen, yeah. he
1: is literally nerding out about music and I absolutely love it. <laughs> Like, I think it's ugh.
3: crazy too because like I looked at my Facebook memories today and then three years ago I made this status, right? Tribe <laughs> Back
0: Yeah. Back
3: in when I was a teenager
0: before I had status and before I had a pager. Before I had a pager. Yeah, you could find an so. abstract, listen in the TikTok. <laughs> my pops used to say it reminded him of yo, like yeah. that that yeah. intro, <laughs> that intro, I'm telling you, man, like uh, my God, excursions. Excursions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I'm here for it. I think we it. can end on that. Like, I don't have I don't have nothing else.
2: <laughs> no, no, keep going.
0: Keep going. I, I mean I'm down for it. Fuck it. Keep on asking me. Even if you got some R&B questions, I'm down for that too. Like, I, mean, I think
1: if we're going to I think if we're going to throw one last question there, I am going to ask this one last question. Um I'm going to have to choose because I don't want to get dark. Like, I don't want to end on the dark. now. I feel like that'd be <laughs> such a, like, a wasted moment. But, okay. So, here we go. If you had to choose between a dream career and a dream place to live, mm. which one would you choose? And then what or where would it be?
0: Mm. Um, well, I guess I would say, I would say dream career because the dream career could take you uh, a lot of places in life. And um, the dream career is something probably that I'm already in, you know, Something that is even because, you know, I'm a I'm a rapper and I'm I'm very thankful to even be in that space. Like, I feel like it's a a pleasure to or no, it's a privilege to even be making music. Mm -hmm. And um, if I wasn't doing it, I would be doing something of that realm. I would be either like a radio host or, you know, just maybe a podcast host that's like hosting some type of hip hop episode. But those that dream can take you many places. And um, yeah, if there was a dream place, it would have to be somewhere warm. You know, I love Michigan, but just somewhere warm, you know, simple as that. Like, I love the sun. I was born in May. I am an earth child all day. Anywhere the sun is, I will be at. So there we go, you know. Big facts. see. Yeah, nobody care about them winter
1: babies. We all about <laughs> that sun. I won't all about say that. that. Sun. I won't
2: say that.
3: I'm January. I, I'm offended. Oh <laughs>
0: no! I'm controversial. <laughs> no, nah, I'm
1: kidding. Jareno, I love. Oh, January, like the world people stop
0: turns. listening. Yeah.
1: <laughs> nah, keep listening. Keep listening. Oh, We're in the cold, can't can't do nothing in Detroit because it's cold. We do the auto uh, show.
3: That's about it. <laughs> when the auto show was January.
1: Ah. Uh, you see how they yeah. moved it to the summer months. But anyway, um, <laughs> let, I want to leave people on a good note. Um, if you had to speak positivity into someone today, what would you tell them?
0: Um, I would say, for one, whatever you're doing in life, um, just know you're doing the right thing. Take your time with whatever Trust in your ideas and know that you are loved, somebody loves you, you know what I'm saying, even if it feels like nobody loves you, um you are loved at the end of it all. There's somebody that is gonna be appreciative of what you do, and whatever you're going through, it's not a thing that's you know permanent, it's very temporary um sometimes it's okay to. Take a break and breathe um breathing is key, and I will say honestly, just uh look in the mirror and appreciate yourself. take time to like really appreciate and affirm yourself because you know some people don't have that that outside person to give them good words of encouragement, but sometimes it's okay to encourage yourself, you know and um yeah, I was, I, yeah, that's my, that's my biggest thing, you know. Big facts. Yeah.
1: Well, bro, we love you. We appreciate you. We thank you for just sharing this space with us today. Um, again, make sure y'all check out Curtis Roach on all forms of social media. Um, Curtis Two Trill, I believe, on TikTok, Instagram as well. Um, make sure you check out the Joy Tape. It is, I stream it on Title. But wherever mm-hmm. you get your music, I'm pretty sure it's right there. Um, uh, check out the whole catalog. Just get that man, get that man his just, dude. Man, I promise you will not be let down. This is my guy right here. I, uh, I, I thank want you. I want to go, I want to go into the spring summer, knowing mm-hmm. that Curtis is one of like my new best friends. That's 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 <laughs> the way I'm rolling, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I roll He's with had dope vibes. There it is. <laughs> so
0: any live performances coming up or anything like that. I'm working on it. Um, I'll let you guys know. You guys will be the first to know for sure. Goal. Um, yeah, you guys will be the first to know. Um, just know that I'm working on it, and I appreciate y'all. Like, I for real appreciate this podcast. I've been seeing y'all do y'all thing, and I know this this podcast episode was long overdue. But uh, yeah, for real, I appreciate y'all' platform, and thank you so much for the support.
1: I appreciate you, bro. Um, Make sure that you guys subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are primarily on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a mix of other places as well. I'm trying to get to that title level, though, but we'll see how that goes in the near future. Um, Make sure you check out the website at mentalmatterspod.com. We have merch. We have our collaboration merch with First Club. With first creations, we have officially made it. Our podcast merch is officially made it to the UK as of this week, bro. We are oh, wow. going Thank international yeah. with it. Jeez. So um make sure you get that. Make sure you grab your merch. It is mental health month. So make sure that you are always taking care of your mental health. Get the therapy you need. But most properly stated, life is short. Go to therapy. And most importantly, as always, <laughs> buy the shoes. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. Um, that makes this episode a wrap. Y'all take care. Drink your water, moisturize your skin, and go step outside and get a walk-in because it feels too damn good not to. hmm All
2: mm-hmm. right.
1: We're going
2: to end this thing.